We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome in, hour number two here of the Bill Michaels Show. Thanks for listening, Wisconsin, wherever you may be today. I'm Radio Joe Zenzola filling in for the big unit. Billy will be back tomorrow night for uh, our Wednesday night edition. Typically, it's on Thursday night of the Bill Michaels Huddle, which is six to eight on many of these same network stations. And on the panel, we got a couple of first timers from WKTY in Lacrosse. Grant Bills is going to be on the panel, and up in Eau Claire, Sports Talk 105.1. Our good old buddy, Dan Casper. So that's going to be a lot of fun coming up tomorrow night on many of these same stations. And if you do not have the Bill Michaels Huddle, just download the free radio.com app. Search for Bill Michaels Sports. Favorite us, and you can listen to that show at 6 tomorrow night, or you can listen to the podcast. All of that is there, as well as at BillMichaelsSports.com. All right, so we've got a loaded hour coming up in about 25 minutes or so. We will talk with Bears sideline reporter Mark Grody as we take our first look at this Chicago football team. Uh, so that is coming up. Also, speaking of Chicago, you Darvish got traded last night. The balance of power is starting to shift in the National League Central. We are going to talk a little baseball coming up here shortly. But the first thing I want to get into this hour is hear a little bit from Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. Talked a lot about the Packers in the first hour. We talked a lot about the Badgers uh, in the first hour as well as they fell to Maryland last night. But let's hear a little bit from Matt LaFleur because he spoke yesterday afternoon and you really have to reflect and be proud of what your run defense did on Sunday to Derrick Henry. I mean, you held that dude to under 100 yards. And really, where was the betting set at with that with Derrick Henry? I got to think, you know, the over-under had to be like 110 yards, 115. I have no idea, but you were able to keep Derrick Henry in check. Matt LaFleur, again, reflecting on that. There was great effort out there, and our guys, for the most part, did their responsibilities. Uh, anytime you're playing a guy like that, they're going to be committed to the run like that. He's going to have some good runs, and he had a couple in there. But I thought, all in all, our defense did an outstanding job. I thought Pat had a great plan for our guys, and I thought our guys were flying around, and that's exactly what it's going to take in order to win games at this time of the year. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, you were that game plan all around was just solid. And again, I think having the weather and there's been like three different Packer games this year where the weather itself has been a big influence in how you're going to make your game plan. And actually, it makes things easier because you know a certain element of the weather, the wind or the snow, is really going to take away from another element of that offense. 
So you're able to load up a little bit more. And that was the obvious decision for Mike Pettin, and it worked out really well. Those guys executed. That was a really cool thing to see. Here's another really cool thing that we continue to see each week. Every time someone gets hurt on that offensive line, this past week it was Rick Wagner. You're you're just so deep there, and you can move guys around to different positions. You can bring in Lucas Patrick as your sixth man right now. You can bring in John Runyon, who is your seventh man right now. It is pretty incredible, the depth of this offensive line. And even when Rick Wagner went down, you were still able to fill the void. And again, depth is a very important thing, especially at this point of the season, Matt LaFleur. It is awesome to know that you've got multiple people that can go in there and get the job done. And just, I would say the versatility of our line alone is a huge luxury. I know for myself personally, I've never been a part of a team that has that much versatility on the offensive line where you can you know, move guys from guard to tackle or from guard to tackle to center. It's pretty impressive. There are so many NFL teams right now that are just struggling when it comes to offensive line depth because, I mean, you talk about all the abuse those guys take in the trenches. And, again, for the Packers to be in the situation that they are right now, it is it is really cool. You know what else is really cool? Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I, I, just, I, I just continue to marvel in what these guys do every single week. And this was brought up. Uh, yesterday by he is playing the role of executive producer today, Evan Heffelfinger. Um, we were talking about it off the air, but it's just like, you know, is Devontae Adams now the new, like, Rogers' best target ever? You know, it was so hard to find someone that was going to be able to beat the chemistry that Aaron and Jordy Nelson had. And it just leads to a really good discussion because I almost feel like it's just 1A, 1B right now. The chemistry that Aaron had with Jordy is just as tremendous as the chemistry that Aaron and Devontae Adams are having right now. And it just continues to amaze me. And even in that in that snow game, Devontae Adams just had a field day. And even with slick conditions where you're trying to get your footing down and Devontae just, Devontae could have easily had slipped on the line of scrimmage when he was trying to do a juke move on one of those DBs. And he didn't. He was able to run great routes and he continued to have great hands when he could have been easily been able to drop that football on any particular possession. Again, it is just a really, really unique thing to see. And Matt LaFleur, again, talked about just what he is seeing from those two. I think early on last season, I don't think you get a real appreciation until you're in a building and you can see how two guys work so well together and are always on the same page. And then just their ability to go out there and just take advantage of certain looks when teams know we're going to go towards him and they know we're going to target him. I think it's, it's pretty impressive. You know, just they're always on the same page. The brilliance of it is just... It's just something that we are so spoiled to see right now as fans, man. I mean, it's just, man, can't wait to see what they do against the Bears, which that that's going to be a whole nother thing is how the Bears, and you know what the Bears actually did in that last game at the end of November, they actually kind of contained Devontae Adams. I mean, he was what, six for 61 in a touchdown? I mean, if you're, if you're the Chicago Bears defense, I think you have to be okay with that. 
the Packers beat the Bears in other ways in that game as well. So we'll see how the Bears, if they're able to take Devontae Adams away in this game or not. But again, the brilliance is just something else. And the, and the other thing, too, that's really helping the Green Bay Packers, and talked about this in the last hour, is just the fact that we're starting to see the emergence of some of the younger guys making more plays. I'm talking Darnell Savage. I'm talking Rashawn Gary. This is really cool to see as well. There's so many guys, guys on special teams. From Ramsey to Ty Summers to Malik. I mean, there's been so many guys and whatever their role is and what have they been asked to do have, have come through for us. And that's going to be important that we continue to push and get, get the most out of them. And the other thing, too, is, is, you know, I wasn't sure if this defense could take another step. Like, is this just the defense you have to deal with this year? With Mike Benton, the personnel, you know, all the blame that we've had. Again, great defensive performance, and when you can have a defense take another step forward and complement, like literally the best offense in the NFL right now, you got a Super Bowl to look at, guys. You really do. I just think our guys were dialed in, focused, ready to go. Thought we played really physical football. I thought Preston Smith did an outstanding job of setting the edge. You could tell early on they they were going to run right at him, and he answered the bell. He set good edges. I thought our guys were swarming on defense, so there were multiple hats at the ball. I thought our young linebackers really stepped up, played well. Keep in mind, too, just two weeks ago against Carolina, there was a lot to be disappointed about. I mean, the Packers' offense actually fell flat in that second half, and that defense, Packer defense, came through and made some pretty big stops. Um, I It is so important. We talk about great teams being humbled and great teams knowing that you can't just be great every single week. You really have to work for that. So when it comes to the focus, especially going into this game against Chicago, I fully expect the Green Bay Packers to be focused, especially since they still have something to play for. I thought yesterday was by far our most complete game in all three phases. And I just think the guys are dialed in. There's a lot to be motivated about. Uh, There's a lot, obviously, at stake. And we just got to continue to focus and and just take it one day at a time. And then when we we get to Sunday, when we get to game time, take it one play at a time. Absolutely. And another big thing that goes into that is communication. And the Packers have done a much better job on both sides of the football being able to communicate. The last few weeks, we haven't had very many mental errors out on the field. And that gives you a chance because it is tough. I don't care what defense you're playing, what style of defense, what their scheme is. It is tough to go out there and execute to the level that our guys have been able to do that on a consistent basis. So if you get everybody on the same page, you've got a really good chance to go out there and and have success. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur yesterday talking to the media as uh, you look back on the tape uh, in that win over the Tennessee Titans. And part of what he saw on tape, again, we go back to the defense. You know, this defense right now, they are allowing the seventh fewest yards per game. I mean, how can you not be pleased with that? That is a really good mark from this group, Matt LaFleur. Yeah, I think it's been a a collective effort, starting with Pet and, you know, going through all the uh, other assistant coaches and then our guys on the defensive side really buying in to playing team ball, not taking any plays off. That's what gets me so excited. When I see guys playing physical, when I see guys playing fast, when I see guys running to the football, getting excited to play football. 
On the offensive side, obviously, A.J. Dillon with the breakout performance on Sunday. And there was one particular thing on tape that really stood out to LaFleur. Here's what that was. When guys are making plays, you definitely see more excitement. I'm sorry, that was the wrong cut. Here's the, here is the cut you're looking for. Just the yards after contact. There are many times where he's hit, whether it's at the line of scrimmage or two yards downfield, and he's getting six, seven, eight, nine yards after contact. I thought that was so impressive. The last touchdown run he had, he literally ran over a defensive lineman, a nose, and, and that rarely happens in this league. He's a bowling ball out there. And really, it's very reminiscent of an Eddie Lacy, but certainly a more fit and lean <laughs> Eddie Lacy. Not not to rip on Eddie. I, I just, it, th- that was the one thing that held Eddie Lacy back was staying in shape. It's not the case with A.J. Dillon. And boy, I don't need to talk about those calves. I'm so tired of that. Yeah, we, you know what? When the Packers drafted A.J. Dillon, If you watch the film at Boston College, you saw the Cavs. I knew all about the Cavs the second I watched the film. No one needed to tell me that at training camp. Rant over. But yeah, A.J. Dillon is... uh that, that, that was just so cool to see. All right, one more here from Matt LaFleur. And a guy who... Um, he didn't. He wasn't targeted at all in this game. And at times, he's been the whipping boy of this offense. It's MVS. But MVS was doing other things out there, um, even though he didn't get the ball thrown to him. Can't put a value on just the little things that these guys do. When I go watch Alan Lazard go dig out these safeties, or I go watch MVS blow the top off the coverage with his speed to open up an underneath route for Devontae or whoever it may be, that is the unselfishness that we're looking for. And I commend those guys. Absolutely. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur addressing the media yesterday. Some really good stuff from him as the Packers now begin their preparations for those Chicago Bears who have been playing better football as of late, especially offensively. Like, Mitch Trubisky? What? Wait, wait a minute. Who put a coin in him? I mean, now, now granted, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's still making some mistakes, and hopefully the Packers can exploit that, but he has looked like a better quarterback. Again, we'll talk about that in about 15 minutes with Mark Grody uh, from 670 to the score down in Chicago. He's also the Chicago Bears sideline reporter uh, as we get the first look at Chicago heading into this thing. But on the other side, I'm actually going to switch gears for a minute and talk a little baseball because there's one baseball team right now that's wheeling and dealing, and... I don't, some people just want to look the other way and say, ah, they're not going to beat the Dodgers. Get out of here. The Padres are making moves, and it reflected what's going on right now in the NL Central. I'm ready to go, Joe Zenzola. We will talk about that coming up on the other side as the Bill Michael Show continues right after this. This portion of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Plenty of ways to keep warm this winter, right? Put on a sweater, wool socks, cover up with a blanket. Maybe a little hot toddy, whatever it happens to be. Or you could simply call on our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Yes, you can Pella now and pay later. Pella installs year-round, by the way. Every leaky window and door that you have and you replace, you can start saving on those energy bills right now in winter and in summer. And better still, with their latest Pella Now and Pay Later offer, you can get no money down, no payments, no interest for 12 months just by calling them up right now. Just go to PellaWI.com, get all the information you need. And uh, plus, they're going to save an extra 500 bucks on your qualifying offer right now as well. That's putting some jingle back in your pocket. 
Buy right now. You're good to go. It goes all the way through December 31st. Set up your free consultation right now at PellaWI.com or stop into the Experience Centers in Green Bay, in Brookfield, just west of Milwaukee, and out in Madison. Again, go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back, Wisconsin. The Bill Michaels Show continues here on a Tuesday. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. I'm Radio Joe in for the big unit. Evan Heffelfinger on the other side of the glass. So last night, watching, I uh, rewatched the Packer game. Gathering all my thoughts for today, I watched the Badger game. Again, unfortunate game. Maryland just had all the energy in that one. The other thing I was paying attention to, like I always do, is social media and keeping track of what's going on on Twitter. And the big news that broke last night, there was a lot of talk uh, from our Radio.com MLB insider Bob Nightingale that the Chicago Cubs were going to trade Hugh Darvish. And the team that they were going to trade him to is the only team that's really making big moves in an offseason that has a lot of question marks to it, and that's the San Diego Padres. You know, the San Diego Padres have been on the rise now the last couple of years, and, I mean, they've got Manny Machado, they've got the emergence of Fernando Tatis Jr., who's been incredible for them. Um, they've got a lot of good pieces, and, and, and that's the thing. What's also helped that ball club is they've had a plethora, a surplus of minor league talent. And again, that's been from all the trades that they've made over the last few years in their rebuild, and they've had a top five farm system. And when you have money to spend on top of it and you have younger pieces, you can do anything you want. If there's guys that are ready to help you win now in your farm system, you can obviously tap into that like a Fernando Tatis Jr., But also, if you've got guys that are in the lower levels, you can use them as trade bait and add to your team. And that's what the Padres have done here the last couple of days. They landed two ace pitchers. They landed Hugh Darvish, who came very close to winning the Cy Young this past year. And we saw how good he was against the Milwaukee Brewers. And we also saw Blake Snell from the Rays get traded there. Keep in mind... Again, I talk about how good the Padres' farm system is. They were able to give up seven top 30 prospects without giving up their number one prospect who's going to have a lot of promise and a lot of potential and upside, and that in that's the guy, Mackenzie Gore, that everyone's been talking about. He still has a couple of years to come up through the system, and obviously last year with many of the minor league players not being able to play or trying to find you know work elsewhere in like independent ball, Hasn't really helped anyone, but Mackenzie Gore is their top prospect, their crown jewel that they were able to hang on to when they were making these trades. And so I tweeted out yesterday, you guys can follow me at Radio Joe Sports, I tweeted out yesterday like, must be nice to be the Padres. And right away people were coming at me saying, Ah, I, I'm I'm not afraid of them because they have to deal with the Dodgers in the NL West. And it's going to be pretty funny when they bring in these guys and they're still not going to be able to beat the Dodgers. Well, I'll tell you this. What the Padres are doing right now 
in a market that's just full of uncertainty, the fact that they're striking now, it's very reminiscent of another baseball team. Can you guess who it is? It's the 2018 Milwaukee Brewers. Remember that offseason where you had all these free agents, these prime free agents who wanted to get paid and they were holding out and the market was just, it was just, there's nothing going on. There was no activity. And that's when David Stearns coming off of a year where the Brewers were not supposed to be that good in 2017, David Stearns said, screw it. I'm going to add right now. And he got Lorenzo Cain paid him and traded for Christian Yelich. And at the time, the Brewers had one of the top farm systems in baseball. And also keep in mind, during that offseason, the Brewers had to deal with the Chicago Cubs, the almighty Chicago Cubs, the dynasty Chicago Cubs, the, the, the Cubs team that was going to win, you know, five straight World Series. That's what they were going up against. And David Stern said, now, nah, I'm... We're going to add right now. And at the time, it was a little controversial because a lot of people weren't really sure if this was the time to strike. Well, those people were wrong, and the Brewers had one hell of a year, and they had an MVP in Christian Yelich. Don't tell me what the Padres are doing cannot beat the Dodgers. Sure they can. The Padres have all the pieces there. They have you, Darvish, and Blake Snell on their team. And they still have a good farm system. They could still add pieces at the trade deadline to put them over the top, the same way the Brewers did in 2018. So right now the Padres are very serious, and I think they can take down the Dodgers in the West. I really do. That's going to be very interesting to see. Now on the flip side, how does it affect the NL Central? Well, the Cubs, there has been a lot of talk about what they were going to do this offseason this was a salary dump for them. Like, they were going to make budget cuts this year, and they kind of needed to be in a rebuild anyway with Jed Hoyer taking over. So by getting rid of you, Darvish, there's a lot of debate as to whether or not they got the proper package back. I mean, they got five players back in the deal, one of which is former Brewer Zach Davies, who I think is very underrated, and I think he could have a very good season for Chicago. But the other part of this is they got four minor leaguers back, all top 30 prospects, but these are all dudes that are at rookie level right now. They're at A-ball level. You're not going to see these guys until like 2023, 2024. And maybe in the next couple of years, maybe they can be trade pieces as the Cubs kind of rebuild their team and get them back to a contender. But... Right now, the Cubs are certainly cutting bait with a lot of their salary, and we've seen them non-tender some guys too, including Kyle Schwarber. So even though the Brewers haven't done anything much of note this offseason, this certainly helps. It helps that the Cubs are rebuilding. The Reds, it doesn't appear, are going to re-sign Trevor Bauer, so that helps the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, I don't expect the Brewers to make big moves because they don't have much of a farm system to make trades and they don't have a ton of money to spend right now. But in some way, the Brewers did get better at the expense of Chicago. So we'll continue to follow this. Very curious to see a lot can happen here in the next couple of months as we get closer to spring training. 
I mean, really, we're only a little less than two months away from spring training, which is hard to believe, and I would expect that that's all going to start on schedule. May not have fans, but that's kind of the reality of it. But certainly, that trade last night helped the Milwaukee Brewers. Now you don't have to deal with you, Darvish. But you might have to deal with the Padres if you end up finding your way into the postseason next season. 855-830-8648. That's the phone number. You can feel free to chime in on anything I've talked about today on the show. But on the other side, we will take our first look at the Chicago Bears. Mark Grody will give us a preview of that. I might even get his thoughts on that trade last night because Mark used to cover the Chicago Cubs as well before he got his Bears gig. So that's all coming up here on the other side. But first, I would like to tell you guys about my friends at Hyundai West Alice. Um, A lot of savings right now. It's their winter sell-down event. But before I talk about that, they are partnered with the International Autos Group. And what the International Autos Group is doing is between now and the end of the year, they want to help by giving away a brand new car to the individual or family who is most in need of a new vehicle this holiday. And believe me, most of us could be in need of a new car. So if you visit IAAutoGroup.com for details and enter in the 2020 IA Car Giveaway you'll have your chance of getting a new car. Uh, Again, that's iaautogroup.com. Now, if you don't win that, you can still save some money by buying your car at Hyundai West Dallas like I did. Right now, if you go in, uh, they have a Christmas tree of savings. And if you draw a, uh, a card, you can save up to $500. Really cool, right? Well, also, if you mention my name, Joe Zanzola or Radio Joe, you will save an additional $500 off. So we're talking up to $1,000 in savings. And for those of you around the state, you can shop for your car at HyundaiWestAllis.com. There's three different ways to contact them online. They will work with you digitally. And yes, if you have an iPad or a tablet, you can sign off on the paperwork. They can send the car right up to you. Like, I'm not even kidding. So this doesn't just benefit southeastern Wisconsin. This benefits everyone across the state and beyond the borders. They've even shipped cars to Illinois and Missouri. I'm not kidding. It's all happening at Hyundai West Dallas. Hyundai West Dallas, Highway 100 in West Dallas, or go to HyundaiWestDallas.com. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. It's Bill Michaels show. Thanks for listening, Wisconsin. I'm Radio Joe filling in for the big unit today. We turn the page. We look ahead to the week 17 clash between the Bears and the Packers at Soldier Field. What I'd like to know is what Chicago Bears team are the Packers facing? Are they facing the good Chicago Bears team or are they facing the bad Chicago Bears team? Let's try and figure this out. Bears sideline reporter and 670 the score insider, good friend of the show and friend of mine, Mark Grody, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So, Mark, like what Bears team are we expecting? I mean, the, the this offense has looked a lot better. I mean, Mitch Trubisky, I mean, he still has flaws, but he has looked better. So what are we expecting here on Sunday? Well, it's a great question, man. I mean, usually when the Bears play the Packers, you get the bad version of the Bears, as was uh, quite evident back on November 29th when the Packers basically embarrassed the Bears at uh, Lambeau Field 41-25. to But 
things have changed since then. Bill Lazor, who is now the play caller for the Bears, took to taking that mantle from Matt Nagy. Has figured some things out with Trubisky. He has really simplified things for Trubisky. What Trubisky is doing now that he wasn't doing earlier in the season or really during his tenure with the Bears is there is constant movement with Trubisky, as in rolling out bootlegs, nakeds, um, all sorts of different creative things where you cut the field in half and you don't leave him responsible for everything that is going on on the field. So there is that aspect of it for Trubisky. And then the other part, Joe, is that the offensive line has been reconfigured for the Bears. They did some shuffling around of personnel. They've had some injuries to their you know, to their, some of their inside guys and outside. So that has helped as well. Um, so I would imagine that you guys are going to see a different Bears team, a different uh, version of the offense, especially. I don't know that that's necessarily enough to overcome the Packers, but it's going to look different. Yeah, I'm just, again, the whole Trubisky thing is just amazing. I mean, you, you mentioned all the bootlegs that he's been able to thrive on. You know, the Packers, you remember last year with Tremont Williams in that week one game. Like he said, he said after that game, after the Packers, you know, had the win on the road there, he said, you know, we just wanted Mitch to play quarterback. And I and and I feel like that should always be the approach here, but I just I don't know. It's it seems like you have to take Trubisky a little bit more seriously this time around. You do, however, there at to Williams's point, and I, and I realized that was last year. Even in these really good games for Trubisky, each game it seems he has a really horrible bad interception moment. It happened again in the Jacksonville game where the Bears get the ball down in the red zone of the Jaguars as if they were the beneficiary of a pass interference call against Allen Robinson. And then for some reason that nobody could figure out, Trubisky throws the ball into a pack of three or four defenders on one Bears player, which he seems to do in every single game. Now the Bears have, and Trubisky specifically, has been getting away with that against some lesser competition that the Bears have beaten in the last three weeks with the Minnesota Vikings, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Houston Texans. Wins are wins, but the competition was not the same. So those are the things that you still shake your head over when it comes to Trubisky and, as you said, playing quarterback. Um, it's definitely better, but he, he is the complete game is not there. And, and I'll tell you what, man, like the, this is the game, finally, that the, the Bears can – find out, and I know it's way late, to find out a little bit more of what they have in Trubisky and if it truly stacks up against real competition. Well, you know, what are your spidey senses telling you in Chicago? Because it just seemed like midway through the season that this was going to be it with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace and Trubisky, and now all of a sudden we see this resurgence does this game kind of does it hinge on the future of all of these guys, or do you feel like all three of them will be back next year running the show in Chicago? Man, it's such a great question. It is definitely the number one question around here. I would prefer to think that that this is this game is not what it's all about for the Bears in their future because when they lost, when they were in the midst of a six game losing streak. Everybody, especially after the Green Bay game and then the Detroit game, everybody was fired by the media. Uh, Trubisky was gone. Um, you know, 
higher-ups were being fired. The organization was being gutted. And then all of a sudden, things started to get figured out a little bit, and the Bears win three in a row, and everything starts to look better. So what you hope is that there's a more measured approach by the Bears organization than there has been by, quite frankly, all of us and the way we've talked about it. So I don't think that they necessarily evaluated the Bears during the six-game losing streak, nor do I expect them to evaluate what has happened in the last three games. And even if the Bears somehow, some way, magically were to, to let's say, blow out the Packers, let's say it's like a 27-7 to game and it's convincing, I hope that the Bears brass looks at it at the end of the season, no matter what happens, uh, short of winning the Super Bowl, no matter what happens, that they look at everything. They look at the five and one start. They look at the six game losing streak. They look at the three game or four game winning streak and measure it all as opposed to just reacting the way most of us have done. So while it's a hugely important game, obviously for the Bears for this season, I hope that this game is not what everybody's lives and futures are riding on. We're talking with Mark Grody, Chicago Bears sideline reporter, 670 The Score, down in Chicago here on the Bill Michael Show. Yeah, it, it it really is very interesting. And believe me, Packer fans will be paying close attention in the offseason, regardless of how the outcome goes in Week 17, whether or not the Bears get into the playoffs or not. Um, one other guy I want to focus on on the offense is Jimmy Graham. And he had two touchdowns in that game against Jacksonville. And what I didn't realize, Mark, I mean, he's got eight touchdowns on the season, and that's the, that's the most for a Bears tight end since Greg Olson in 2009. And I saw this, too, that he is one more touchdown away from tying Mike Ditka in 61. Like, what? why has it worked for Jimmy Graham in Chicago but not for Green Bay? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that angers Green Bay fans to hear that. And I was just talking about this today, that, look, the Bears' tight end position was a joke last year and, and really in previous years. I mean, I think their leading tight end last year was J.P. Holtz, who you probably have never even heard of, who had 93 receiving yards last year. So it's been a, a position which was supposed to be a really big part of what Matt Nagy likes to do, and it's been the antithesis. So this year, when they did sign Jimmy Graham, Bears fans were angry because they didn't like the contract. They're like, what does this guy have left? He couldn't even make it work with Aaron Rodgers. How in the heck is this going to work with Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears? The reason it's worked, I think, Joe, is because they haven't expected a lot out of Jimmy Graham. They've expected him to be a big part of what the Bears do in the red zone. He, you know, he's, he's never going to be what he was in New Orleans. We all know that, and I don't think that was the expectation. But to have him in the red zone packages and to be thriving in it is, is all they were really looking for out of him and all they were asking of him and there wasn't a whole lot of pressure on that position as a whole because of what I laid out in previous years was a tight end position. So not only has he been good, but he's been a good influence too, I think, on Cole Komet, the Bears' rookie tight end, the second rounder out of Notre Dame, who in the second half of the season, after being somewhat non-existent in the first five, six, seven games of the year, he started to figure some things out as well. So all of a sudden, that's another thing that the Bears – have started to have a, a revelation, in, and that is tight end play. So you put that the tight end play with the offensive line play and a slightly different Mitchell Trubisky, and that, that's your answer as to why things are starting to go in a, 
Not a great direction, but a better direction for the Bears. All right, let's talk defensively here. The last time around these two teams played, I was really impressed with how the Packers' offensive line kind of kept the Bears' defensive front in check. And granted, Akeem Hicks was not playing in that game, but you still had the like the best linebacking core in football just being contained. I mean, they weren't able to do anything. And, I, I mean, I didn't hear Khalil Mack's name. I didn't hear Roquan Smith's name. But they have been playing better as of late, especially Roquan Smith. Yeah, Roquan Smith has been the Bears' best player on defense, and, and maybe you could say he's been the best player overall. He had a couple of interceptions against Jacksonville last week. You know, he is averaging double-digit tackles per game. I will say this, though. When I went back and looked at that Bears-Packers game from a month ago at Lambeau Field, I don't think Roquan had a single tackle. He did not show up on the stat page. And one alarming thing with the Bears' defense this year, Joe, has been that they just have have allowed a ton of rushing yards, um, at least relative to what we were used to watching the Bears give up in 2018 and somewhat in 2019. And you go back to the Green Bay game for the Bears, and the Packers rushed for 182 yards. You know, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams had their had their day against the Bears that day, and that's what they really have to focus on on stopping. Of course, the number one guy is going to be number 12, um, but you know, he had uh, about 225 passing yards that day, did Aaron Rodgers, the four touchdown passes. But it's just these, these explosive run plays that the Bears defense has allowed this year that have been, have been killing them a lot of this year. And then there's another part to this too, man. Um, Jalen Johnson, who is the Bears rookie cornerback, who has been very good this year for the most part, has missed the last two games. And it is certainly not clear that he is coming back in this game either so that that's a big deal in this one same with their nickel backbuster screen he's been out for a couple weeks too bears have been able to survive those two games without them but if if those guys are not available jalen johnson and buster screen i worry about what aaron Rodgers will do to the bears secondary yeah and i remember too buster screen had a really good game against the packers the last time around so that will be something to pay very close attention to as the week goes along he is mark grody chicago bears sideline reporter and insider for 670 the score down in chicago mark always appreciate it my friend and we will talk again soon great chatting with always joe i'll talk to you soon man there he is, Mark Grody, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now, 844 Pride, or go to schneiderjobs.com. Coming up on the other side, you will hear the passion of one J.J. Watt. That's next on the Bill Michael Show. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers will face the Bears in Chicago this Sunday. The game time flexed from noon to a 325 start at Soldier Field. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur says it appears that right tackle Rick Wagner avoided a serious injury to his knee against the Titan Sunday night, Wagner was carted to the locker room after being examined on the sidelines. LaFleur talked about the Packers' ability to make adjustments on the offensive line. It is awesome to know that you've got 
multiple people that can go in there and get the job done. And just, I would say the versatility of our line alone is a huge luxury. I know for myself personally, I've never been a part of a team that has that much versatility on the offensive line where you, you know move guys from guard to tackle or from guard to tackle to center. It's pretty impressive. The Bears are still alive for a wild card spot after they beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville 41-17. Mitch Trubisky threw for two touchdowns, ran for another as Chicago won their third in a row and improved to eight and seven at coach Matt Nagy. 21 to, to zero uh, in the third and have 11 first downs uh, in our defense to hold them to, to no first downs and eight total yards in the third. That was obviously the, the turning point of the game. That's Matt Nagy in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. We are coming up on the top of the hour here on the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Thanks for listening. I'm Radio Joe. Filling in for Bill today. We're not going to have enough time to get to this J.J. Watt audio. So, I again, I promise we will get to it in the next hour. It's just we're up against the clock. You know, I got to host a show and, you know, keep track of the schedules here. But in this short segment, I will say this. Um... It is really nice to see the New England Patriots fail. You know, I mean, like, really, it is it is great to see Bill Belichick take a back seat. Now, with all that being said, um, I have really appreciated what Bill Belichick has been able to do in New England for a very long time with Tom Brady. I mean, I always, I always credit this to Gary Ellerson. You know, Gary always says that, you know, he is the modern-day Vince Lombardi, and he's right. He's that good of a coach, but he just doesn't have the horses right now to compete. And it was really cool to see Buffalo emerge, sweep the Patriots this year, and be that new team in the AFC East. I wonder what Bill Belichick will do this offseason. Cam Newton is certainly not the answer, but I wonder if there's going to be a rebuild or if Belichick can find a way to poach a quarterback in the draft or maybe even trade for a veteran. I've suggested Matthew Stafford. I don't know. We shall see. Coming up on the other side, we will talk to our Green and Gold Insider, Ryan Wood. I'm Radio Joe in for Bill today. This is The Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.